Ciao Marco, sai quando chiude il comune? E oggi è chiuso, è sabato. Ah, ho bisogno di un documento. Credo che lunedì è festa. Martedì. Mia moglie mi chiede il documento da Gioni. Non so che pesci prendere. Non puoi fare niente, mi dispiace. Martedì vado. Devo leggere il calendario. Buongiorno Marco, come stai? Ciao Martin, buongiorno. Bene, grazie. E tu come stai? Sì, bene, grazie. Fa bel tempo oggi. Ok, è bel tempo o tempo bello in Inghilterra? Sì, strano, molto strano. Stranissimo. <ride> è un errore. <ride> Forse. Bene, bene. E buongiorno a tutti o buonasera o buonanotte. So, we're here uh, with this uh, dialogue, um, shorter than usual but longer sentences than usual, which I think I, for a lot of uh, non-natives, it's always a bit scary, right, Martin? When sentences get longer, you, you feel like you're getting lost trying to translate word by word. That's a really good question. And I must be honest, when I was reading it through, when I got to that um, third sentence, yeah, I thought, because I'd not read it through, and right. I thought, yeah, that, that's, yeah, I'm tripping over this because my head's trying to keep up with, um, yeah, with the translation. But yeah, obviously, when you start, the easiest thing is short sentence, subject, verb, and you know whatever object you have and then new sentence so when you're learning to speak don't try to make very long sentences as such as this uh, when you produce words try to make them to, to keep it simple because that's easier obviously for your brain mm, so stay away from conjunctions at this stage yes very good yes conjunctions so and or uh if all of those right here's a question for you then because um i, I often find myself in this situation where you are talking to someone and you do feel like you've got a certain level of Italian and somebody comes back and they misunderstand just how good your Italian is, how would you then politely say to them, oh, whoa, excuse me, excuse me? I mean, I, I could say, può, uh, può ripetere, per favore? Sì, that's good. Puoi sì. ripetere, per favore? Sì, that's good. But how would you say, oh, uh, excuse me, um, what, 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 you know, what would you say in that situation? Well, that's a good question, and I guess it depends on why you did not understand. I feel like if it was too fast, which is usually the case, and, you know, someone is native, they speak their language, they speak fast, because why would you speak slowly? So you can just say uh, something like, Puoi parlare piano, per favore? Puoi parlare piano. Mm -hmm. Very good. Uh, whereas if it's about vocabulary, which is a bit more rare, Usually your problem is you missed one word and so you, you, you should just identify the, the important word that you miss in that sentence and, and ask what that means. So say that someone uses the word barca, boat, which let's say you don't know. You just say, che cos'è barca? Something like, something like this. And would you uh, like stop them by saying something like, uh, scusi, or would that be... Okay, so if they're still speaking, yeah, that, that's fine. Or you, you can wait for them to finish or you, you can stop them. It really depends on the interaction, right? Because sometimes you don't care. It's maybe your neighbor trying to uh, make small talk and you, you, you miss the word, whatever. Mm -hmm. I live in southern Spain. My, my Spanish is good, but their accent is pretty thick here. So sometimes I, I just don't know what they're saying. Um, so I'm just going to be like, yeah, whatever. Sure, you're right. I don't care. Whereas if it's an important exchange of information, then you, you, you obviously want to stop them and, and make sure you understand 
uh, what's going on before you get charged something on a monthly basis because you said yes to, <laughs> you know, to some salesman. But I think yeah. it's really about context and mostly you, you don't want to be scared of interaction, which is common when you learn a language. Mm -hmm. Don't be stressed to speak to people. And then kind of you, you get used to thinking quick on your feet and knowing when you want to understand what they're saying and when you don't care, if that makes sense. It sounds ugly, but it's, it's true. You, you don't care about every interaction that you have. Mm, okay, that makes sense. Could you say, um, puoi parlare più lentamente? I would say lento, più lento, più lentamente, which would you say? Lentamente is good. Yeah, I use the word piano, which mm -hmm. uh, is kind of replaced uh, lentamente, which is the more correct, proper way. Lento means slow, so lentamente means slowly. That's very good. Puoi parlare più lentamente. That's, that's great. Um, or yeah, just uh, puoi ripetere. Uh, can you repeat? Mm -hmm. It's also fine if you don't understand a specific sentence that they're saying. But uh, in general, if they think your Italian is better than it is, take it as a compliment. So, you know, that, that should be a boost for your, for your uh, self-confidence in that context. So, you know. Okay, we'll take that as a win. Yeah. What, right, what are we doing this week then, Marco? Let's tell everybody. This week, uh, we're talking a bit more about verbs, Martin. Uh, everybody's favorite topic. My favorite topic. Um, which is uh, verbs again, uh, and we're doing the second conjugation, so verbs ending in ere. We have quite a few in the dialogue. I tried to put as many as I could. Um, so we'll see how they behave and how we just play with them. It's, second conjugation is... is uh, do, do you have a favorite conjugation, Martin? Favorite conjugation? <laughs> well, just in case it comes up in conversation in the pub. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I really like the third one, you know? Um, uh, yeah, it's definitely not the third one. Not the third one, I agree. Yeah. No, no. I, I mean, I've got to say, probably, I'd say the first one. Yeah, I, I think that's correct. That's, that the first conjugation is, is everybody's favorite. Uh, the second one is interesting because uh, the second conjugation is actually true, is coming from the fusion of two Latin conjugations, because they had four in Latin. Um, and they had two ending in ere, but one was the long e and one was the short e. Uh, and if you look at a lot of verbs in the second conjugation, the accent of the words is off. So uh, you will find a lot of parole strucciole, which means that the accent is going to be one syllable to the left of where you would expect it. And this is the reason. So pronouncing words with the right stress is not too simple either. It's, uh, it's kind of tricky. Right, well, let's um, have a go at it then. The first sentence there, ciao Marco, is easy enough. We yeah. don't need to go over that. Sai quando... Chiude il comune. Mm -hmm. Right, well, so because size there straight away, and that's one of the three, well, not one of the three, one of the probably five verbs that are airy verbs that are, um, well, they're, in, they're regular, aren't they, I suppose, but sapere yeah. is, um, is the verb, isn't it, to know. Correct, sapere uh, is, the, is the full form. This is a completely irregular verb. Um, so I'm not going to go into detail about it, but it means to know. Mm. And Sai, obviously, is the second person singular. Good. Um, looking at the ending, mm -hmm. um, which is similar to um, to both of the other conjugations. Cude comes from cudere, mm -hmm. which is to close. Yes. And I always think it's so easy to get cudere and chiedere mixed up. Yeah, it's only um, one letter off. <laughs> yeah. So whether you're asking or closing something um, is quite an important distinction. Yes. Um, and Q Davis is the third person. Okay. Um, so, do you know when Il Comune closes? Mm -hmm. Now, Il Comune 
I'm guessing here from my kind of dusty inside of my head knowledge, is it some kind of government building? Is it like a court yes. or something like that? I think you call it a town hall in English. Uh, oh, so okay. usually you would go there, and, and these things are different in every country. So the way you, the reason you would go to the town hall to the comune in Italy is often you need a document of of sorts, which uh, also means common in 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 Italian. You know, comune just is an adjective for common, but when it's capitalized, let's say this way, it means a town hall. You know, it's not capitalized, do you? Well, but they don't. So. <laughs> 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 yeah, I forgot okay. to capitalize it. Yeah, so I, I should have uh, capitalized the C here. Right, very good. Uh, so, oggi accuso mm-hmm. is sabato. Well, sabato, we know, is Saturday. Right. Um, oggi is today. Accuso, mm-hmm. so we're in cudere again, but it's a different form because it's in the past, isn't it? It is, indeed, which we try to, you know, we we're scared of the past at this level, but accuso uh, is also used a lot as an adjective. So it means just closed, right? And um, so I guess it's a word you will encounter, chiuso, uh, as, as an adjective again. So yes, it's closed, yeah. it's Saturday. I think it's important to know accuso and e aperto, isn't it? It's closed, it's open. Correct, I agree. Accuso, it's closed. E aperto, it's open. It's, uh, if someone screams from the other side of the door, e aperto, for example, you know, talking about information before, you should know what it means. And if you don't understand the word aperto, well, you don't understand anything in that sentence, so you would need to ask them to repeat because you, you know, you, you would stay outside waiting. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, well, definitely, because I can see coming up that the wife is involved, so you would stay outside waiting. Yes. Right. <laughs> exactly. All so, right, next sentence then. Uh, ah, ho bisogno di un documento, as you have described. So... Uh, uh, a very bisogno di something is to need, to Correct. have need of. So, oh bisogno, I have need of, I need a document. Yes, exactly. And o bisogno di is a very, very common phrase in Italian. So, and it's a simple one because bisogno never changes. And o is the verb avere, which we have not formally encountered, but I'm sure many of you already know because of your own studies. So, uh, I have the need for o bisogno di, you have the need for tu hai bisogno di, and so forth. Bisogno never changes, so it's a very handy phrase. Mm. Yeah, it is. And there are quite a lot of those, are there, that yeah. go with avere? Very good, yes. Uh, o fame, o sete, other examples. Okay. Credo che lunedì è festa. Martedì. Okay, so credo comes from credere. Mm-hmm. And because we've got the o mm-hmm. at the beginning, so credo, not okay. credo. Credo. Um, I believe, credere. Mm-hmm. Good, I believe. Um, I believe that Monday is a holiday. Mm-hmm. Martedì, Tuesday. Correct, yes. And those of you that are more advanced, you know, when you, whenever you hear credo, if you're an advanced learner and speaker, subjunctive. That's usually one of the verbs that come before the subjunctive in Italian. Oh, I see. Right, okay. Yeah, credo, credo che. Very good, yeah. exactly. Usually followed by subjunctive. But obviously we don't know subjunctive yet, so it's not a mistake in this case. I put a phrase where credo is fine, not followed by a subjunctive. Often ah, yes, sir. Can I test this out on you then? Credo che lunedì sia festa. Very good. That's, that would be the sia, would be the, the better replacement for e. But yeah, I mean, it's fine. Again, it's, it's, it's pretty advanced, uh, so I'm, I'm not going to put it here. Just know that credo che festa is fine, credo che sia festa also fine, slightly better. 
Mm. All right. Mia moglie, which we've always got to be aware of, mm. uh, mi chiede il documento da gione. So mia moglie should ring alarm bells always. Uh, it means, God, that's a very 1970s thing to say. I, I apologize. Um, my wife, uh-huh. my wife asked me um, for the document today. She wants it today. Is that no, right? not quite. You're close. So she, mi chiede, this is a present. She's been asking ah. for the document for days. Four days, da giorni. Da giorni, yeah. Plural, right, okay, right. Correct, fine. correct. Right. So she's been asking for days and he's only just gone there that day. Yeah, that, that's, wow. who's that? Martin, what, what are you oh, doing? Oh, no. <laughs> terrible. Wow, what are you doing? <laughs> But uh, that mi chiede is a form that we've not seen yet formally here, but you translated correctly here. Um, she, she asked me. That me means me in English as well, although uh, spelled slightly differently and placed before and not after. But it's the same idea. Mi chiede asked or asks me. Mi chiede il documento. Um, she asked me for the document. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Dagione, I like that for days. That's mm-hmm. good. Non so che pesci prendere. That's a completely baffling sentence which involves fish. And I don't know which so comes from sapere. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, so uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And then prendere is to take. Uh, Pesci is plural of fish. Correct. Um, But clearly this is an idiom you've thrown in here to try and confuse us all. Yes, and it's it's funny. If anyone knows what that means literally, please uh, let me, where it comes from, I guess. I looked it up and I I swear to you, it took me 15 minutes and I did not figure out where it comes from, like the origin of this idiom, which I wanted to share, but I couldn't. Um, Non so che pesci prendere, literally, as you said, I don't know what fish is to take. And mm. it just means that you have no idea what to do. Like, I'm desperate, right? I don't know what to do. Uh, it's just I'm completely out of ideas about how to proceed now, basically. Non so che pesci prendere. It must have been that somebody's wife sent somebody to go and fetch a certain type of fish. Let's say, don't come home until you bring a tuna. And you got down to the dock, and that day, there were no tuna. And so he said, non so che pesci prendere. I don't know which fish to take. Yeah. It's got to be it, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be it. Also, you're, you're really sk- skating on very thin ice there, Martin. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping that my wife to listen to this one. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would. Uh... <laughs> but no, I, I agree. It's got to be something like that. Uh, although, um, I don't know the origin. So if any of you actually manages to find what it comes from, please let me know. Educate me. Mm. I'm going to try and use that phrase today in as yes. many different places as possible. <laughs> Please record yourself as always and uh, <laughs> share that with us. <laughs> okay. Uh, non puoi fare niente, mi dispiace. Mi dispiace, um, I'm sorry. See, I'm um, sorry. Very good phrase, mi dispiace. And mi dispiace, you're not apologizing, by the way. Because when you say I'm sorry in English, you're apologizing to some extent. Mi dispiace is just like... I feel for that, right? It's, I, I, I can relate to your pain, but if, you, if a lawyer would say me dispiace, it would not be an admission of guilt, so to speak. So it's a very good phrase. Right. And much like mi chiede, that's, um, yeah. you know, you've got the, the pronoun in front of the verb there. And dispiace, dis, dis so this is piacere, isn't Correct. it? Correct. 
Piacere is uh, like. Dispiacere, yeah. therefore, would be something like dislike in English. Right, okay. Very good. And no, non puoi fare niente. So poi is from potere, si. which um, the three important kind of modal verbs, uh, yes. potere and um, dovere and um, volere, volere. Volere, yeah. yeah. Potere, can, volere, volere yeah. want, dovere, must. Yeah. The three, the three uh, nights of the apocalypse. It's uh, yes. very, very important verbs in Italian and help you to make a lot of different things. So whenever you're a bit more advanced and you learn avere, essere, andare, fare, dire, the next irregular verbs, very regular, that you should learn are potere, dovere, and volere. Very, very useful. Yeah, very important verbs. And yeah. poi, obviously, is, is irregular, but because of the I on the end, we can all make a guess that it's yes. second person yes. singular. So um, you can't do anything. Mm -hmm. Very good. what you're being told there, isn't it? Niente, nothing. You can do nothing. Very good. And notice that non puoi fare niente. You cannot do nothing, which logically would be a nonsense in, uh, mm. in, in a lot of languages, but we double negate in Italian. So it's very common to hear that kind of sentence. You cannot do nothing. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Martedì vado. Okay, so I'm going on Tuesday. Tuesday, martedì. Mm -hmm. Which is a strange sentence to say, isn't it? Martedì vado, I'm going on Tuesday. Because you're actually there at the time, so would you not be coming? Um, if I understood your question, I think you, you can use the present to talk about the future. Right? You can say, tomorrow mm. I eat. That's something you can do in English and you can do in Italian as well. It's not the best way to do it. You want to say, I will go or I will eat. So you would say, mm -hmm. martedì andrò, which is the future mm -hmm. of the verb to go. But if you don't know the future, which maybe you know some of you do, some of you don't, martedì vado is also perfectly acceptable. It's obvious that you're talking about next Tuesday. It's very clear that you're not talking about last Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devo leggere il calendario. We can all guess that il calendario is uh, the calendar. Yeah. And uh, leggere is um, to read. Mm -hmm. And devo, again, is from dovere, yeah. which is irregular. Um, and it's the first person because you've got the O at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, devo, I must. I must read the calendar. Very nice. Learn a lesson. Yes. That's, uh, the, we, have, we, we start to have morals at the end of these uh, dialogues. Uh, getting Very closer good. and closer to Greek uh, fables here. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, notice that after um, potere, um, after dovere, we always use the infinitive. So if, if you wanted to start be exposed to this kind of verb, devo leggere. We don't say devo leggo. So we don't conjugate the second verb as well. The second verb stays in the general basic infinitive form. Something you don't need to know for now because we're talking about second conjugation present tense. But whenever you see devo, posso, voglio, you will find infinitive verbs uh, afterwards. Right. And did I say leggere? No, I think, I think you said it right. Leggere is correct. Right. And this is what you were talking yes. about with the fact that the, the, the stress is not on the penultimate syllable. It's on the first syllable. Leggere. Very good. Very correct. Yes, that's, that's correct. So, yeah, leggere mm -hmm. and not leggere. Yeah. Um, why, why is that then? Though, as I was telling you before, Martin, um, in Latin we had two conjugations, uh, the second and the third, that became the second Italian conjugation. And I, I, I wish I could show my hands, I cannot on the podcast, but uh, not yet. But um, we had two accents in Latin, one was like a little 
uh, little u and one was like a line. And uh, the little u meant that the axon was moved one to the left and the line meant that the axon was right there. So we had both. The second was with the long one. So verbs like, for example, potere, whereas the, the third one was like leggere, the accent was the little u, so the accent was one to the left. So leggere, but potere. Very, very common uh, difference. And we have the second conjugation, which happens in other conjugations too, occasionally, but very rare. Very good. Okay. Well, we got to the end of that um, that short dialogue there. That's, yeah. uh, that's good. That. Are you going to explain to everybody then the idiot-proof guide of how to do the second conjugation? Let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, and I, I always think it's better to hear from, from a student because you probably notice things that I don't as a native speaker. So, um, okay. Should we do vedere then? Or vedere? Vedere. Very good. Very good. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, so not vedere. vedere. But that's what I'm saying. I would have said it right, yeah. hopefully. So it would not have been clear that it's very confusing. So it's good that uh, people know that this is something to you know keep an eye out for in the second conjugation specifically. Let's take vedere. Vedere is a very good verb because it's regular, uh, it's, mm. it's simple, it's short, no C, no G, no tricks, just pretty simple. Let's, let's try that. Mm, okay. Well, uh, ved uh, vedere, vedere. Mm -hmm. Vedere. Wow. Yeah. See, you've mixed my head up now. <laughs> vedere is to see, Correct. everybody. Uh -huh. Okay, so we got vedo, sí. which is exactly the same as before with an O mm -hmm. to signify the first person. Vedi, sí. uh, which is the second person. Uh, you see, vede with an E, uh, he or she sees or it sees. Vediamo, which again um, is the I A M O ending. Vediamo, Ved vedete, mm -hmm. E T E. Mm -hmm. Uh, UC and then Vedono, which is they see. Oh, very no. good, very good. So just to repeat everything, and Martin said it perfectly. Io vedo, tu vedi, lui vede, noi vediamo, voi vedete, loro vedono. And remember here too what we said a uh, couple of weeks ago. Uh, loro, the accent on the verb, basically every tense, every verb is always one to the left. So vedete, vedono, the accent moves one to the left. Very good, Martin. And if you had, and this is also a good exercise for you at home, so if you want to try and pause this, because Martin knows this, um, if you have to think the difference between the first conjugation, verbs like cantare, and the second conjugation, verbs like vedere, which persons, which subjects have different endings? It's just the um, third person singular. Okay. Third person singular is correct, so lui canta, per esempio, mm -hmm. ma lui vede, so First conjugation ends in A, second ends in E. That's good. That's good. That's the first one. And it goes with the actual verb itself because you've got ARI verbs or ARI verbs. Correct. Um, then the third person plural as well. Correct. Third person plural. So it used to be CANTANO, uh, mm -hmm. A and O, and now it's VEDONO, O and O. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And also the second person. Plural. Very good. Because Second person plural. Vedete. Yes. Um, instead of mangiate. Very good. Voi vedete, ete, ete, and voi mangiate o cantate, ate. These are the three persons that change. Uh, vede, third, singular. Uh, vedete, second plural. And vedono, third plural. There's half of them change. Yeah, which is interesting because I, I've, someone who's kind of just learned the language, 
I've not even thought about that until you asked me to say it out loud, but obviously, yeah. I mean, I feel like people learn in different ways, right? So people respond to different uh, inputs. Uh, to some people, seeing what the differences are is very, very helpful uh, because mm. then they can memorize better. Whereas others maybe like to learn more instinctively, you know, repeating, and then it becomes very normal that it's lui vede, but lui canta, without you ever knowing that. So if you're a child, you often don't know that. And whenever I started to, to teach, I had to learn this stuff. Because it was like, what are the differences between the first and the second kanji? I have no idea. I never thought about it. So I sit down, I look, and I see it. But um, when you learn as, a, as an adult, a language, you usually need to see these differences. Because it's, we're more stupid than kids, right? The children, they're super smart. They can do anything. It's insane what they can do with their little brains. Whereas we can't. We're old. So we need to, we need to learn differently, I feel like. Mm. Right, I'll tell you now what I was, uh, why I wasn't listening to you. I was, I wasn't listening to you because when you were going through the verb uh -huh. and you got to vediamo, all uh -huh. of a sudden I thought, ah, vediamo. Now in this uh, lesson we've talked about mi chiede, uh -huh. mi dispiace, okay. and one thing that we use quite often as a see you later type thing, we use vediamo yeah. as in we see, and we don't put mi in front of it like we talked about the pronoun. We put ci. Very which good. is we okay so ci vediamo which would mean we see each other so i just thought i'd throw that in ci vediamo dopo we Very will good. see each other after ci vediamo dopo and this i don't want to talk about this now uh, martin is absolutely right this is a very very common way to see see you later you know see you soon but it's mm. a very very common way to say it in italian um also also ci sentiamo we, we'll see uh, shortly when we talk about the third conjugation uh, I'll hear from you, or we'll, we'll talk, basically we'll talk later. If you're on the phone, uh, maybe work remote with someone on the other end of the planet, you don't say ci vediamo, say ci sentiamo, because you're not going to see them. Cool, great. Yeah. Well, I think that was uh, very informative. And as usual, I, I, I always feel like I learned quite a lot doing this. That's good, and it's, it's interesting because I learned too. Uh, and to me, the most interesting thing is that people from different countries, not even languages, have different issues with things. So whenever, you know, I have someone uh, from a country that I never met before, then different things come up, different mistakes, different issues. So it's, it's very helpful for me as well. So thank you, Martin. I think, I hope it was, it was interesting for, for everybody as well. Grazie a te. Yeah, uh, grazie a tutti e ci vediamo o ci sentiamo la settimana prossima. We'll, we'll hear from each other, although you will hear from us and not the other way around, unless you write uh, next week. <laughs> Grazie. Arrivederci. Ciao, a presto.